Professor Dana Ain Davis is a cultural anthropologist and director of the Center for the Study of Women and Society at the Community Graduate Center. We had the chance to speak with her about her latest book, Reproductive Injustice, Racism, Pregnancy, and Premature Birth, a study of the role that medical racism plays in the lives of Black women who have given birth to premature and low birth weight infants. So, in your forthcoming book, Reproductive Injustice, you ethnographically investigate black women's long-standing experiences with racism in the United States' medicalized birthing industry. So can you tell us more about your study, how you went about it, and what your findings reveal about the contemporary experience of birthing for black women in the United States? Thank you for the question. Um, the research that I started uh, began actually as an inquiry into understanding neonatal intensive care units. And as a result of a fortuitous meeting with a young woman who um, said to me that her child had been born prematurely, I redirected the research to begin to look at black women's experiences. The thing that's, I think, most interesting about the research is that all of the black women that I interviewed are middle-class black women, with class I recognize being a very fuzzy category. Um, but they were all educated. Um, and my point was not to try to create a separation between women who are, say, low income and who don't have uh, higher degrees of education and those who do, but rather to show that there are resonances between those groups, which are often pitted against each other and also where um, women who are low income are usually viewed as the sort of um, mascots of adverse birth outcomes. So uh, there's a phrase I think that pe some people use to talk about um, sort of research that's serendipitous, and that's pretty much the experience that I had. It was. Uh, one doctor introduced me to another doctor. Um, women, one woman redirected the entire research project. I happened to have called the March of Dimes one day and then ended up spending like nine, close to a year, but nine months with administrators at the March of Dimes to understand the nature of premature birth and race and ra this concept of racial disparity. Um, went to a birthing justice conference where I met doulas, which then created a whole other domain in which I started to understand um, how what I call these radical black birth workers are attempting to address the adverse birth outcomes. Um, so it was very serendipitous, but I think what I try to illustrate is the links between the historically constituted ways in which black women's bodies have been treated, the black reproducing body has been treated, can be laid over onto or choreographed onto black women's reproductive bodies contemporarily. And then um, 
so I go, I use archival sources to do that. Uh, I use historians' accounts to understand the dynamics of how black women's bodies have been the subject of what I call, not in the book, but in an article that came out after, or that's coming out after the book, um, obstetric racism, which would be the range of ways in which a person who is thinking about pregnancy is pregnant or after pregnancy, but always in relationship to giving birth, experiences forms of racism that compromise their ability to have a positive birth outcome. Um, and let's see, what was the other part of the question? Oh, and, and just another, you know, just wondering about your, what your findings were, like with your respondents, for example, the, the, the women that you interviewed, like what did you learn from those encounters? So what I learned was that the subtleties um, of racism are understood by them in ways that maybe people don't often think about what racism looks like. So it's it could be a particular look or a way in which women were um, uh, dismissed when they had specific concerns about their pregnancies. It could be um, an engagement with a medical professional or an encounter with a medical professional who makes a comment, for example, oh, all black babies are strong, and therefore, as in the words of one mother, um, the professional's view that black babies are strong, she thinks, compromised the care that that child got, and that particular child ended up passing away. Um, and so the, the, the women, um, not just women, by the way, because I did talk to three dads, they describe circumstances that capture what some might call a sort of uncertainties of racism, or the banalities of racism in their medical encounters. And I will say that not every person that I interviewed expressed their experiences in terms of racism, but just because people aren't expressing it doesn't mean that they, or rather that it does not exist. Um, the other thing that I found really interesting was among the nurses, who work in neonatal intensive care units, I was quite surprised to find that they had um, questions about the concept of saving and interventions. Not that they weren't committed to their work, but that they were um, a little more hesitant to just assume that technological interventions are the best thing. Just because we have it doesn't mean we should use it, and when we use it, what are the complicated ways in which the consequences are manifest? Um, I think another thing that I found um, was from doctors, not all, but many white doctors uh, had a tremendous degree of hesitancy in talking about the issue of race and the issue of racism and birth outcomes. It was quite profound. It w I called it uh, a refusal. There was a refusal to talk about race and racism. And this isn't to say that they didn't understand race, but what I would ask questions about what do you think is the relationship between race and prematurity, they would use, um, they would actually draw on racial tropes by talking about things like 
inner city people. So they draw on racial tropes to talk about what they interpreted as the class dynamics of prematurity or adverse birth outcomes as a kind of subterfuge to not necessarily have to think about the ways in which the medical industrial or the medical technological complex kind of con has contributed or could contribute to some outcomes. What are some of the outcomes? I mean, it could be that, you know, doctors or professionals uh, don't take seriously women's concerns about what their bodies are feeling. And I think the best example of that is Serena Williams, right? Um, that they don't really know what they are going through um, or they're uh, treated dismissively or um, there's a, a really great, I think it was a podcast um, on NPR where black women, a black woman, um, was, I think her name is Charity Hines, was talking about how she went for a follow-up visit at 40 weeks and the doctor started to um, uh, started to rupture her and wasn't telling her what they were doing and she's screaming what's going on and she's in pain and they said oh you know we don't like to really tell people about this practice because then they get all nervous and it it so there are ways in which um, practices occur without people's permission um, and so these are some of the things that that I found. Right, I can imagine in such a vulnerable and life-changing event as giving birth, it's understandable that a lot of these fraught politics of race and the body, whether it's, you know, people of color don't feel as, as much pain or they're, or they're strong, you know, they, they, they come into relief in these really stark ways. So the work that you're doing is incredibly important and I'm excited to to read the book and and learn more about it um, I think that also your your perspective coming to this research is super unique uh, because in addition to being an anthropologist you're also a practicing doula and I'd love to learn more about how this practice um, these two practices being in your purview how they inform the research and also your perspective on the role that doulas and midwives can play in, in remedying or addressing the discrimination that black birthing people experience in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I entered into the world of the doulas um, near the end of my research. And since I went through the course, um, I've actually attended only five births, which is not a lot. Um, but I did, and at one point in my life, I wanted to be a midwife and um, was unable to do that for a number of reasons. But um, being a doula has been interesting for a number of reasons. One is I, um, I have actually seen and witnessed some really good examples of care. And I've seen that in hospital settings where doulas and midwives collectively are viewed as a positive attribute to healthcare. Um, and it makes me wonder about the need for um, the number of surgeons and 
OBs, OBGYNs, as the primary group to offer um, gynecological and obstetric care. Um, I also think that what I've seen is people who articulate a clear sense of what they want and don't want in a medical setting, although they may experience pushback, tend to fare well. But one of the more important things that I have not seen but believe to be a growing option in birthing is moving outside of a medical model um, of care and moving more toward the kind of care that's provided by midwives and doulas. And I just want to say that I don't think that every midwife and every doula is going to um, practice a particular kind of caregiving um, that's going to, to end up in a positive birth outcome. Because I do document, at least in some article that I've written, where that was not the case. But um, I think this idea of home births or this practice of home births is really important. And I think what we need in the US, as is the case in other locations, I think we need more sites that are non-hospital based. I was commenting to a friend recently that I kind of want to see a birthing center on every corner or at least in every zip code, just like we have post offices, right? Um, I think we need to have more access to per to home, to, to birthing centers. I think we need to have a greater degree of respect for the home birth practice. I think it would be an interesting project to, if it's possible, to teach medical providers that pregnancy and birth are not only, or do not only need to be viewed as a risk, but there's a natural set of processes that, of course, can sometimes end up badly. But what if we saw birthing as natural? What if we did not presume that people were always going to be at risk? But more, the most important thing is what would birthing and parenting and caregiving and life be like if we didn't have hierarchies and racialized systems that facilitate the kind of racism and or the sexism and or the heterosexism. Um, what if we didn't have those? What if we had a set of practices that were really built on sort of humane principles of care, right? Um, so my perspective has been you know, look, I'm, I'm a function of a product of a society where medicalization has been important. And I want to believe that the medical system and that that complex can be transformed. I do not actually know that that's possible. But um, I, despite the fact that I'm a product of a, of a, a community and a society where medicalization is the fallback, or actually is the dominant way in which we understand care. Um, I am very much interested in utilizing a, a much more of a justice, 
analysis around reproduction such that we can begin to think about the multiple ways in which care across people's lives can and should be articulated and that an educated citizenry about, I shouldn't say citizenry, an educated community of people about what their bodies are doing, what they what their bodies are capable of, an educated community that knows how to engage with people in power and that people in power know how to engage with the community can only result and should only result in more positive outcomes. And I think that's what we need. Um, I think we need more strategies for ensuring uh, talks, conversations, and respecting people's wishes. And I recognize that there are some people who do want to medicalize birthing uh, for different reasons, or that people have to have a medicalized intervention. But to demonize people that don't want that is really counterproductive. Um, and clearly, medicine has is or the medical industry is not working hard enough to reduce these adverse birth outcomes. And so what ends up happening, I think, is people start looking to the, the body as the source of the problem, which is why people are very interested in what are the personal behaviors that people engage in. I'm not saying that those things aren't accurate, but to deny the possibility that the medical complex has something to do with what those outcomes look like. I think is is uh, in fact it's it's irresponsible.